You are now listening to Wave a Sound. Welcome to Versus Mike History. I'm your host, Michael History. In episode 96, I sit down with Paris and we discuss the community work in organizing a festival, how music influences creative strategy, and the multifaceted process of being a writer slash actress. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you choose to listen. Subscribe to our newsletter for updates and podcast recommendations and join our members-only community on Patreon for access to exclusive content. For everything else, go to VersusMikeHistory.com. Welcome to Versus Mike History. I'm your host, Michael History, and we got Paris in the building today. Paris, welcome. Yo, thank you for having me. I'm excited. I hear, I hear a lot about the podcast. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. I appreciate that. Appreciate the kind words. Um, so I just got you on here today to talk about um, your festival, everything surrounding it, um, you know, some music topics and, you know, just life in general. And uh in a pretty condensed format. So we're going to go ahead and get into it. Yeah, let's do it. I'm excited. A lot, a lot to chat about, but excited to hear like your, your personal background too. Word, word. So um, I get started with, I got started the last few episodes with this question, which is uh, what are you listening to these days? I've been doing a lot of deep dives into like songs that are before my time. I've been going through like a lot of records. My mom and I can collect a lot of records from like thrift stores and stuff. So I recently picked up this new, um, this new vinyl um, from a, a singer that I know, Jennifer Holiday. Um, but I just never listened to like her full project before. So I'm just like, trying to explore like some like oldie but goodies and things before my time just so I can stay hip you know <laughs> sounds interesting um so just for the people who don't know let's give a brief introduction into who's uh who Paris is you how can I do it simply um been a music lover my whole life um I am a creative strategist by day and a creative by night that's kind of how I like to describe it um I try to fill my days with when I'm not working with like just writing um just thinking of new projects to work on that's how I like fell into this festival thing um and god yeah I I I do a lot of like either like with social media like brand strategy um or if I'm doing like fun stuff on the side I'm writing like scripts and acting because I think it's really cool and creative but (laughs) I think that's the best way to sum me up in like in terms of like recent stuff and um you know how does in terms of strategy how does um music influence how you go how you make decisions and um you know how you enter uh I guess a negotiation phase with yourself (laughs) (laughs) so that's funny um I feel like music is like the backbone of all my decisions that's a good question um because I think in terms like even from like an early age I was really intrigued by like songwriting so that plays a part in like 
like I have to write a lot of copy at work and like how that sounds, how it flows. Um, I, whenever I'm like looking for inspiration, it always starts with like a music video or like, oh yeah, I saw this reference in like a Kendrick Lamar video and I thought that was really cool. Um, or like just random things that I always have to pinpoint, it always goes back to like something I was watching recently. So a lot of my saves are like music videos, songs, um, lyrics, screenshots of lyrics and like, I don't know, analyzing the breakdowns there. Um, and I guess like how I go into negotiations with myself. Um, I always make sure that anything I do, I never lose that identity, um, even like at work. Although, I mean, I'm working for like a, like these large brands, which sounds sexy, but they're like really um, rigid in terms of like how you have to go about it. I always try to make sure to like push those boundaries and use music as an example with whatever. So if I'm not able to do that, then if I know it's a good time for me to leave and find another place to work. <laughs> <laughs> Word, that's dope. Um, and in terms of, and in terms of when, when we talk about music, what are some genres that uh, influence you the most? Um, I'm really big on, gosh, I'm really big on like 80s, um, that like soul R&B era um, when it just started emerging. I think if I ever am like just trying to put people on quote unquote to like songs they've never heard before, I always start with like Switch and the, the Barges because mm. I just like that's like a really interesting reference in terms of like how many people have sampled their music that's and like now and I think that's what makes me really excited like seeing their faces spark up when they hear like a sample from like oh they're like oh that's from B song I'm like yeah it's, it all started with this tune right here so that's all that, that's what always makes me happy I always get there um you spoke about samples do you think that like people try to carry that sound into the people have tried to carry that sound into like modern times or do you think that um it's, it's been lost uh I'm always like a I have this conversation a lot <laughs> mainly because I feel like the way that people are doing it now is a little lazy um it doesn't feel like authentic to the era that we're in like if you go back to like samples like I think it's like 2000 when you have like that chipmunk sample era like, it just feels really unique to that time when you're, like, listening to it and you're like, oh, yeah, like, that reminds me of 2004 when I was here, da da da, da. But, like, now I feel like we're getting, like, not even just samples, they're just, like, still flipping the, the same exact songs that we know and turning it on its head. Um, I have so many examples that I saw recently. I'm like, yo, this is not that good. Um, and I don't know. I, I guess we got to, like, start dancing around who, who did it. But his name rhymes with uh, Liddy. And his son, <laughs> that he decided to have that song with uh, with samples his own his own production. And I was like, I, I don't think your son your son can do something different where it doesn't have to like sample stuff that you've done in the past. But I guess that's what works. That's what gets the TikTok hit. So I kind of just mm. kind of ignore it. Yeah, those those damn algorithms. <laughs> right. <laughs> Can't be mad. Um, so I want to kind of pivot into the skits that you do on Instagram because mm -hmm. those kind of just popped up. I, I don't want to say they came out of nowhere, but like, <laughs> I feel like I saw them one day and I was like, oh, I didn't know she was, you know, on the, yeah. <laughs> a, the a, a theater kid, you know? Um, <laughs> so let's talk about like how that came to be. 
That's funny. I'm definitely a theater kid at heart. Um, I did a lot of musicals and like acting when I was younger. Um, and it kind of died out once I went to college. So I think post-college, I was always looking for like more ways to like get back into it, whether I was like, it started a lot. I was doing a lot of like music video pop-ups with like my friends and stuff. And they're like, oh, you're really good at this. I was like, I don't think it was that hard. And then um, I have good friends, <laughs> not in like a, you know, narcissistic way of obviously. I was just like, oh yeah, like I thought like there's more challenging stuff to do in terms of like appearing in videos and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then um, I've always loved, I'm like really big like on movies um, and just like, like how people like write in movies as well. Um, so good friend of mine from high school, Julian Jones, House Julian. Um, he's really into film. Um, he does videography as well. And then my friend Rob, they started um, Play Factory a while back, but it originally was just uh, kind of just like them showing off their, their photography and videography skills. And um, last year they wanted to evolve it early last year 2021 they wanted to evolve it and they asked like if anybody would be down and like into writing Mm -hmm. and film and acting so I was like yeah you know I'm down so then I just five of us now we're like every week we have meetings we're just writing skits writing sketches filming like it's it really sparks stuff that like I was excited about when I was younger so I like being able to tap into that because at least I can explore like excite younger me you know (laughs) yeah and um are there any projects that are like currently are there any projects that are currently on air that uh inspire you or uh any past projects Ooh, um great question I'm all for black women writing so I think I always say like my three favorite um producers writers etc um obviously the trifecta Issa um Quinta and not as well known but Michaela Cole Mm -hmm. um she she, like inspired me first off before Issa came out Uh, Michaela had had this show on HBO called Chewing Gum it was originally in the UK but they brought it over to like Netflix HBO and um I thought that the comedy the timing there was just like insane like I've never seen anything like it so I think and it's such short series like it's probably like six episodes in like each season and um but I thought it was hilarious so from then I was like I kind of want to do something like this I don't know how this is back in college um and then Issa came on the scene um had her show obviously blew up um inspired a lot of people and I think um that's when I started seeing a lot of like mirror and reflections of like what she was doing on the show versus like what I was doing in real life um and then I would hear like people saying, oh, that's what Issa did. I was like, damn, no, nah, I thought about it first. But <laughs> I think those three people, I think seeing them like evolve has made me really uh, more ambitious in terms of like what I want to do in life. That's a really nice segue into uh, Heart of the City. <laughs> it's like you planning yourself. Look at this man. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so let's talk about the inception of that and like, you know, uh the moving parts of putting together a festival because man it seems like a lot and um I know you have a lot on your shoulders but you also have dedicated people behind you and um you know let's talk about how all that comes together yeah absolutely um getting here has been like um probably like five years running um 
when I was in college, I started the Talent Project, which I was interviewing like local artists around me. Um, I met so many people through that too. Like, I think that's kind of how I gained like all like the music community around me because I just was like going to open mics like every single week, trying to scout talent. Like I felt like a local, <laughs> local A&R. Like I was just like, hey, like Word. you got it. Like, come here. I mean, so that's what I you were. <laughs> and I would just like I would just introduce myself and like interview them and just post it on the website I had um that evolved into me I did the galas a talent gala where um I would feature the people I would host I would uh, interview um and have them like everybody dress up everybody sat down for dinner and I have to watch them like you know perform in front of them and like it's like a big deal kind of thing so I did that for two years um and a lot of growing pains there too. But I think once COVID hit and there was a lot of like uh, shifts in what people's mindsets were, everybody was doing a lot of self-reflection. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of injustice around us after we saw like George Floyd's death, uh, murder, sorry, correction. Um, but once we, once I saw that, I noticed there was like a need for more of it, like more uh, inclusion in my community. So I thought of this concept. It was like, I didn't know how I was going to do it. So a lot of knowing people and talking to people in my hometown, like you used to work for the Raleigh Rec Center, right? Like, who do you know that does this? And I was asking around all, um, all last year. Eventually, the real, got- the, the real work. <laughs> right. The real work is the networking part, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I had to, like, it was a lot of that. So eventually I got in touch with the right people by God's grace because it was a lot of like trying to figure out who's who. Um, last year was a smaller venue and like a, they they asked me to be part of like a Raleigh event that was already solidified. So I was like, yeah, I'll be a small part of that. Da, 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 da. What what I didn't realize is how much it would evolve this year. Um, they eventually asked me to have my own event um, and how I was going to go about it. Um, working with it with local government is a challenge in itself right so I was like I wasn't really sure how I was going to go about it but I knew like from my past events I wanted to get help like I just knew I couldn't do it by myself a lot of it just a lot of moving parts a lot of like people to ask a lot of people to talk to so I just I had a genuine ask early this year probably in January about anybody who just wants to volunteer like on an event and there was just was like a big outpouring of people who were really interested. Um, they like continuously hit me up. They're like, you know, I'm down. Like, just tell me when, blah, blah, blah. So I got those people together. We had an official kickoff meeting and we got, we got to business. Like, it just felt like, it felt like the moving parts were moving, but um, thankfully I was prepared for like everything. Everything that brought me to that point was just through life in general and jobs and stuff like that. So hopefully that's like the quick synopsis. I don't know if like I should elaborate on anything else. Well, no, that was a very thorough description. Um, it just leads me to um, pry further and talk mm-hmm. about, you know, how did the first year go? You know, talk about that first year and, you know, that uh, initial, that official, yeah. how, yeah, how did it, how how the first year go? <laughs> <laughs> um, that was cool. I was really proud of what we were able to accomplish last year too. Um, I just knew 
And I was working with someone named Michael Elliott um, at that time. He's a fashion designer. So we both had like similar ideas of like what we want to accomplish and how we wanted to do it. So we kind of just went like head to head and we're like, all right, listen, like you, ta- you tackle this, I'll talk to the musicians, da 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 da. Um, and a lot of like new things I had to learn about like what you know government could provide for me like last year we asked for money and they're like oh absolutely not you got to provide everything yourself and I'm like what do you mean like I don't know how to do that um a lot of asking around a lot of trying to figure out like who can do who knows better than me and I think um I forgot where I got this quote from and so I'm definitely going to misquote it but um it was just saying like if you're not like always looking if you're not the like the not the if there aren't people in the room who are smarter than you, then you're not doing something right. So mm-hmm. I think for, for me, that was part of the challenge because like my entire life has been like, all right, I need to figure this out. But I know for a fact now that like some things are just aren't my wheelhouse, right? So that was definitely a learning curve for me last year. And I took that with me this year in terms of like how I delegated certain tasks, making sure if I had an expertise and I know I can how I can pass that off, um, I can do that because last year I learned that we're definitely going to need more space. We're definitely going to need better sound. We're definitely, I had to learn more about music equipment and um, just like what people enjoy when they come to like outdoor activities, like how they interact. It was a lot of like observation and there was a lot of that this year too, but I tried to weave that into um, the festival this year, knowing that how people interact with them, like each other, with the musicians, et cetera. So. That is very cool. Very cool. Um, do you document the process of putting these festivals together or like, would that be something that you would be interested in in the future? Um, you mean like, in like a Kuti, like Kanye type of way or? <laughs> yeah, I guess oh. you could say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's definitely something I've been thinking about. Um, the videographer I worked with this year, Marcel, um, he was really interested in like documenting the process in itself, um, which is interesting to me because I never thought anybody would want to like sit around while I'm like sending emails all day. But um, he is like really interested in like, especially like how we all work together, like especially when we had that um, kickoff meeting a few months back with all the volunteers um interest like that but other than that I have no like video documentation besides just stuff that I write in my notebook stuff that I've compiled on my computer um and just like the simple origins of like how my thoughts come together like just me writing down like hey here's a name idea and it evolves from there you know so is this all um practice for a larger stage or are you dedicated to uh kind of growing this where it is currently um definitely i i definitely have hopes of it being on a larger stage i wanted this event to eventually and gradually take over downtown um where people can like walk around there's this event in raleigh called hot rods and harleys right but it's mm-hmm. a bunch of like um older white people who kind of racist not gonna lie um they they walk around like driving their heart harleys and cars and stuff and they encompass all like i think maybe half a mile of downtown where they're just walking around Mm -hmm. and i'm saying like if we can do that for this like 
we need something that incorporates like culture and like people who actually grew up here, people who are still here, younger generations who still want to go out and have fun. Um, so I definitely see it on a bigger scale with like two stages um, and the big stages too, like where the budget is like 10, like up there. Um, but that's like the smaller pipeline. I don't even know what could happen in like the next 10 years, but um, I know that's just like my short-term goal for this. Well, you know, we gotta have, we all gotta have goals. <laughs> Absolutely. So we're just coming off of the second heart of the city. Um, how soon does the planning process begin after the last one? <laughs> Great question. Um, I think it's, for me, it normally starts around December once I start seeing things. Like, I, a lot of my inspiration will just start from, like, if I have a dream. I'm very Caribbean for this, by the way. <laughs> and just Things just come in my dream, and I'm like, oh, wow, I need to write that down. And then it kind of just blows up from there. So um, I always start doing, like, the general, like, all right, what, what, what are my uh, learnings from the last event? Um, probably like end of September, October, sit with that for a little bit and then figure out how to move from there. Okay. And um, outside of the festival scene, what are some other projects that you think that um, you'd be looking, in, uh, looking into in the near future? Hmm. I definitely like, I mean, it's still technically a festival, but like I love obviously film. Mm -hmm. I love uh, people being able to just like sit around watch watch something together and take that in um I I like museum aspects where people are looking at each other's arts um kind of I like when people are just together if that makes sense um just different forms of that and how you can explore like a space um and be, essentially just how people one how people interact with each other and like two how they interact with this space um it feels like such a weird like psychology project but I don't know I just it's really interesting to me I like seeing people smile and I like when other people can see like their art on display and and you know be able to network and move that way so I think that's kind of next on my list but I'm not sure I guess that'll come to me when when I wake up from a dream one day <laughs> so um I know that like it takes a lot of people to put the festival together, but mm -hmm. in terms of like creative collaboration, um, would you say that you are open to collaboration? Or are you sort sort of a, a solo flyer? Um, I am open to it. I just I like when ideas align, like when Michael Elliott and I collaborated. Um, that timing of it was just, I don't know, it was kind of perfect to the perfect balance of like, all right, he, he likes to push and I'm more of like with uh, a reserved. So like that, that, that tug was, was really helpful because it kind of got me out of like, all right, well, we can't do that because they're not going to approve of it. And he's like, oh yeah, no, we can do that because let's believe in ourselves. Like it was just like, you know, that balance. So I thought that was really cool. Um, sometimes, you know, people come up and they're like, Hey, let's, let's, let's link and build. Let's do that. Da, 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 da. And I, you know, I got to sit with it too, uh, like making sure the people I'm with or work with are 
genuine nice people I like background checks like <laughs> not in like a really formal way but I gotta know like who you hang out with like who are your people what do you do outside of this outside of wanting to work with me I gotta like it's one of those things I gotta sit with you for a little bit for, for me to understand what your visions are so if we were to collaborate on a creative idea that it makes sense like I want to be able to hang out with you outside of uh you know outside of this too yeah yeah we definitely gotta um normalize vetting collaborators because <laughs> right <laughs> we're, we're living in a crazy time right people are insane uh, I was just talking about that to my friend earlier today that people people move funny so I gotta make sure I'm not part of it right right and um hmm I guess um we're coming to a close but <laughs> um <laughs> it has been great speaking to you Paris um I guess I kind of want to leave off on some more music topics and just yeah. talk about um you know like what what you really have in rotation right now you know like what are some who are some artists that um kind of get you through your day-to-day uh strategy meetings and um <laughs> play factory meetings and you know heart of the city planning sessions <laughs> um wow i've been i've been sheesh i've been a lot of afro beats recently and i think mainly because obviously burner boy has been like blowing up this whole summer I'm, I'm, ha- I'm super happy for him too like i think the recognition that he's getting is is well deserved so um Afrobeats for sure, like discovering new sounds, um, making sure like I'm in happy spirits when like things are going wrong. Cause I feel like whenever I do listen to Afrobeats, even if they're singing about, you know, their heart being broken, they're still jamming throughout the tune. So I'm um, like, yeah, I think that's been, that's been on my uh, radar. Um, what else? Obviously Beyonce, like how could I leave that out? But everybody else is listening to her. So I didn't want to uh, throw her out there like that. Um, what else for the most part that's it I'm I, I would just keep my phone on shuffle and I just hope for the best whatever my phone decides to play that day mm-hmm. do you think that there's such a thing as too many festivals mm. yeah I think the intention behind it has been as lost for sure um I think a lot of the festivals have just been like, all right, like, hey, we have this high act and we have this big act, like, come to this one, come to this one. Um, but I don't, I don't know, they don't do anything to make the experience better. Like, I think that's what people, at least I would want people to focus more on um, when we're doing these like large festivals and how can we, one, um, keep everybody safe, keep everybody, everybody hydrated. Like I used to go to so many when I was in like college, high school, and they haven't changed much since, since then. Like I went to one recently. I was like, this feels like exactly the same, but I'm just older. So I think that's why it feels like super saturated. And maybe maybe that's something for me to think about in terms of like what, how to differentiate what I'm doing from, from all that. Right. Because one of the things that I was thinking about was that like, are we just, are we creating opportunities for artists or for artists, um, artist exposure, or mm-hmm. are we creating reasons to, you know, um, market more mediocre artists? 
you know mm, yeah and, some, and sometimes you know I, I don't know <laughs> with these right. lineups because it's like all right well you know good he's making a living but I mean am I ever gonna listen to this artist like <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> am I ever gonna hear them anywhere like yeah besides here um that's a good question I feel like I feel like they've, they've definitely gotten super crowded um I don't know if like it's again it's one of those like intentional things like what are we actually doing like are we here to make money or are we here to like just just actually support like I I don't want to call out any festivals because that's I don't know but the one I have in mind just makes me feel like there could have been a little bit more intention behind it again like what are we what are you doing for your small artists in terms of like marketing and advertising on your channel um and not just like the big ones that we always see every day Mm. it's good to hear that somebody has that in mind who's uh organizing festivals (laughs) yeah that's exactly how i felt in the last like few years so i was like you know what if i'm gonna do anything it's gonna be that it's gonna be that well, like I said, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. Um, I appreciate what you're doing for your community because, you know, you're bringing people together, uh, you're incorporating music, and um, it's all for a positive cause. And, you know, um, that's all we can ask for in the society. And, you know, I'm just here to give you a platform to promote that and, you know, show uh, the people what's on your mind for a bit yeah no I appreciate it I really I really like appreciate your podcast as well like the artists and the and the creatives that you dig up on here are are really on the lane of their own so I'm happy and honored to be a part of that that uh that lineup (laughs) and I appreciate the kind words again so uh let the people know where they can find you on uh big bad web (laughs) <laughs> um socials uh, my personal is always the same it's welcome to Paris w-l-c-m-t-o-p-a-r-i-s-s-e um that's normally easy to find but if y'all have any trouble with it, let Mike know he got you um and uh I post everything hard of the city related on the talent project easy to remember um that's on Instagram but we're expanding we're, we're going other places Wonderful to hear. Mm-hmm. And as always, um, you can find us on at versusmikehistory.com and uh, VS Mike History on Twitter, versus Mike History on Instagram, all that good stuff. Subscribe to the newsletter because that's fire. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I'll see you beautiful black people later. Peace. Peace. Yes.